it all comes down to this. The Last Jedi. You know, six months later. Delete your account, they said. The episode no one has been waiting for. No one. We hit the record button mere moments ago, and I thought Dale Dale interrupted us and said, can we do it again? I thought, that was, I thought he was doing a bit to start the show up. <laughs> I, thought, I was like, oh, great. He's already got a planned routine, and it wasn't a routine. He, we needed yeah, to that's how, the countdown to start the, the show. That's how slipshod things we, are. We don't even here. know what to talk anymore. No. Listen to us. Oh, man. All it took was one uh, drunk recording inside of a Subaru Outback to derail this friendship and this show for for the rest of eternity. I'm afraid to speak. Oh God! Let me just let me just who speaks when? (laughs) Jonesy, you can you're allowed to speak right now. Please, please. Actually, I prefer not. I think that the the community at large would prefer that I not. So please continue. It's been six months since us three have sat down remotely or locally, well, actually just remotely. And uh, we said we were going to do The Last Jedi. Get ready. It's coming. Uh, little known fact, part the kimonos. We got together a month Two ago, a month now. and a half ago. Two months ago. We get, we went to go get some wings. We, we thought we were, we knew yeah. we were going to sit back, kick our heels up, and record a secret episode and uh you know we all had a little a little too much to drink we sat in the car without an outline it went off the I mean, rails what were we thinking to It'll bring up such, later day. uh such topics i mean walt Lang- longmire was discussed uh i mean it, there was a lot discussed and it was terrible <laughs> jonesy was so drunk that night <laughs> This is why you don't send me without a ride. Jonesy, expect me to be even partially sober. The Jonesy was in such a state that he would have been kicked out of most Pennsylvania bars had he walked in and, and mm-hmm. created the yeah. scene. Unless he had one of those private membership cards that he's got in his wallet. The VFW. My precious. We, so we, we discussed a few things during this episode that will never see the light of day. Um... We discussed Last Jedi, and we discussed Infinity War. Oh, that's right. At the time, one of the hosts, the drunk one, had not seen Infinity War. We were razzing Mm -hmm. him. Pretty hardcore. For the rough. He was not having it. He was turning up music on the car stereo (laughs) to distract us. Mm -hmm. It was... The other day, we saw... uh, I don't know if it was an Instagram story from uh, the (laughs) Phenom himself... He finally sat down to watch. We'll get into it soon, but can you can you just tease it out about how you were able to sit and relax finally? Oh my god! So down. once a year, paint the picture. Father's Day, a day where fathers are celebrated, and and it's you know a, a day where they're kind of like put kind of put up on some sort of pedestal and they decide to go on a a smoothie-only diet and instead of grilling steaks or going out to a nice uh, restaurant and having a half a dozen raw oysters, he starts his smoothie diet and he 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 spends a day at home because he can't leave. He's too busy pooping all day. And he's too busy uh, taking care of the kids all day. 
Father's Day. And uh, <clears throat> I was like, God. you know what? I want, well, I want to watch a family movie. And I am such like, I don't know. I am. I just let the kids do whatever they want. And it's terrible for me. But uh, I, we were hot on the heels of, I don't know, watching Dino Trucks on Netflix or whatever. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to make the decision today. Let's watch The Last Jedi together as a family. Family movie night. I'm going to sit here in this recliner. We're going to queue it up. I'm going to punch it up. Got to watch wow. The Last Jedi. Unreal. Unreal. And uh Unreal. It was uh it was special. It feels like it feels like it's yeah. been out forever at this point. Uh, probably because Star Wars has released like five different spin-off movies That's since right. that came yeah. out in the span of Kathleen like six months. Kennedy. Feels like forever. Most powerful woman on earth. Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> Kathleen, what are you doing? Wake up, Kathleen. Before just maybe the bottom of the hour. We're just we're so close for us to discuss The Last Jedi finally. Yeah. Just hang in there. Hank, just just stay with us. That sounds, that sounds like an NPR fundraiser <laughs> they do like every three weeks. Stay with us. We just need two more pledges before the next minute ends so we can continue broadcasting. Stay tuned <laughs> after the jump. Oh, God, it's so annoying. But they need money. Now, before we get they into don't. The Last Jedi, there were some other big nias. I mean, there's been a lot of big nias since we recorded oh, last. But probably... The one that shook us deeply was one of the most diehard iOS Apple users I've ever met in my life made the switch. Jonesy loves beer now with a Pixel 2 XL. Take oh us take God. us through this journey before we get into the last shit. I just around the corner, stay with us. Well, I feel like an alcoholic <laughs> is in recovery. Uh, you know, 10 years I had that iPhone. And wow. I, I think I might still have it, if not for the draconian money-grubbing structure oh, boy. of both Apple and, uh, you know, Atlantic Telephone and Telegraph. <coughs> what, what is that? AT&T. <laughs> Come on. Get with the times. Jeez, only you would know that. <laughs> and only you would be so upset by that. So anyway... <laughs> I went through a period of like three months where I couldn't use the earpiece in my phone. I had to take all calls on speaker. And they, uh, they told me that they would clean it and it would work. And it worked for about a day. And then went back to not working anymore. Uh-huh. So I went to the Apple store to see a genius. You know, I, I had not yet gone to Atlantic uh, telephone or telegraph tail. Right? I'll save that story for just a second. Just around the corner of my trip to AT&T. So the... the Stay tuned. The Apple genius told me that I had missed my warranty window by 13 days. And they would not replace <laughs> the phone under warranty. So I said, then what are my options, dear Apple genius? And he said, well, you can pay us $450 today and then we would start you on the Apple every year plan at $45 a month. $51 if I wanted the 256 gig model. So rightfully so, I said, well, no, I'm not going to give you uh, like three car payments today to get a, uh, a cell, phone, cell phone. So yeah, 
Sure. <clears throat> I went to a Zelvo. I went to a... <laughs> he is so salty. Look how salty he is. He's not even looking at me. From Atlantic, tra- from Atlantic Trans and Telegraph. <laughs> Just... Yeah. It's, listen, do you guys want me to leave? I feel like I've... <laughs> I, I'm irritated. It's nine you. minutes into the Turn episode. Off. Josie's Alexa already offered to leave. <laughs> Listen, I'll just go. I'll shut it down. You guys talk about Last Jedi. I love you both. I don't want to risk our friendships on me knowing what AT&T stands for. <laughs> like, Dale, right, like so. you guys can't see it, but Dale's so angry he keeps wobbling his waist away from the monitor in anger and then coming back in to, to just get me. So anyway, that's actually because of the, uh, the pub, the pub chair I sit in is missing a screw in one of the legs. So I'm like kind of keeping it together with my, that sounds terrible. So I went to AT&T and they said they, uh, well, they'll clean, we'll clean your phone again. I said, well, I appreciate that. But since it got cleaned three days ago, I don't look like it needs it. Hashtag ear grease. So, well, they said, well, you could pay us $450 today, <laughs> and then we'll give you that same phone in Apple World for $35 a month instead of $50 a month. And I said, oh. oh, okay. And then I can get a new phone every year? They said, well, no, every three years. So, <sighs> okay. So I'd had enough. So I go to Google.com, Google.com, and I go to the Google Love. Store. Because I had talked about you know getting an Android for a while, and I, and to this point, I didn't know if it was going to be Pixel or Note or any of those. And Pixel Two XL was on a deal, and uh, the and this is how crazy the deal was that I couldn't believe it was a real thing, but it's it's already done and, and done. Tell us, I got <clears throat> a, a Google Chat, like some kind of Google. It could have been an AI for all I know. Got on right. with me Computer and said, person. you know, what, what's up? And I, I explained some of my backstory and they, they asked me what kind of phone I had. And I was looking at this Pixel 2 XL deal. And I said, well, just today we'll give you a Google. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> we'll give you. Classic podcast bomb. <laughs> this is, podcast this is bomb. That's yeah. the Google representative who just walked in right now. <laughs> They'll give you a, a Google mini. Speaking of. Home. They would give me a hundred dollars to the Google store to get chargers and stuff because I, I said I only have you know. Oh my goodness! And then they gave me um, the option um, of typically if you buy a phone through Google, only the phone is zero percent interest, and the rest of the credit line is like forty thousand yeah. percent interest. Mm-hmm. That they would extend that credit line credit line at zero percent if I wanted to buy any more accessories. So I mean oh. that's. Very generous, oh Google! So of course I took it. Uh, now I'm a, a very happy Pixel Two XL owner. There it is. It's happened Just like that. Just like that. What did you What did you have queued up over there that you weren't able to pull the trigger on? Do you want to reveal it to us? You want to save it? Sit on it? I think he's. No, on. I was just looking. I was just okay. looking in case. Okay. <laughs> looking in case. I think he's, he was probably looking for like an old Ma Bell commercial. That explained AT&T that he could just <laughs> shove. explaining what AT&T really stands for. Shove it down for. my gullet. Welcome, welcome to the Google family. We're anxiously awaiting Dale to join us in greener pastures. Listen, I, hopefully one day all, soon. All I know yeah? is it's not that Dale um, doesn't like Google. This is what I've, what I've yeah. psychoanalyzed. You know, he's, he's an Apple guy every year. He's in the one-year plan. 
good for him. He loves Apple. iPhone he X. Likes, he loves the app experience. His iPhone X is beautiful. I pay that. I pay that money every month. It's not that he's <laughs> insulted, you know, by us talking about it. He just thinks every time we compliment a Google phone, he takes it as an insult against him, and that's not you know what right. we're doing here. You know. Let's let's fa- let's get down to brass tacks here. Dale is also doing a cleanse. He's in the middle of a cleanse, so his emotions are going to be running high. I am on he, edge. I'm on edge. He's changed his entire life during this cleanse. I don't blame him for queuing up Ma Bell audio. All that glycogen, a moment's notice, just rushing out of your body in the form of puke. You're probably in the. I haven't since since the day after Father's Day. I haven't pooped in four days. Oh, oh my! So I I wouldn't even be able to I, deal. So how long are you fasting for? For two weeks? Thirty days, right? It's Thirty days. It's not a fast. It's a you know. It's a, it's it's a cleanse. It's a lifestyle. Thirty change. days with no food, or thirty days with limited. Food? He can't eat for thirty days. Um, no Gen food. Z. No food. No food. Just water for thirty days, Jonesy. <laughs> Well, listen, Water I, I, I have seen week long. I and fast, I so you know go f myself. I right? get to, I actually get to pay Apple fifty dollars a month <laughs> for this, go. for this lifestyle. I pay them fifty one dollars a month, and they don't, and they tell me not to eat. And right, then, and then the I Apple Genius uh, tells you if you even poop that there'd be five more dollars. <laughs> listen, just a reminder to our our, our listeners: the Last Jedi. Stay with mm. us. It's right around the corner. Yeah, we'll be done that eviscerating each other in a fast. couple minutes to talk about Last Jedi. We're going to start getting into The Last Jedi. Seeing. What did you have for dinner tonight, Dale? Me, I had a, a smoothie with uh, blueberries. Oh. Spinach. Whoa. Kale. Spinach and kale. I'm par- starting throwing some kale in there. Uh, whey protein. So I'm getting protein, mm-hmm. uh, some almond milk, and um, to help with this, I've been putting flax seeds in there because it's it's fiber, but um, but that's what I have been doing. But starting today, throwing in each smoothie a tablespoon of uh, chia seeds because that's that is just like fiber superfood. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get this fiber up. We're gonna get this ability to poop back, and. I don't care what color it is when it comes out. <laughs> when it comes out. But the thing is, I don't, it's not like I've been in a situation where I felt like I've had to. I just haven't had to. It's been quite refreshing. But then I thinking back, I'm like, this could be, this is probably like a health problem. So. Oh, that you I get can't ch- poop, you mean? Yeah. Like I, but, but the good thing is I haven't felt like I've had to, but I couldn't. Mm. I just didn't feel like I had to. So that's probably like the first time in my life. I, I probably went three days straight at work without pooping. Oh my at God. Work. And that's, I'd, be, that is, I'd be calling my doctor. That's how irregular yeah. that would be for me. Right. I'd be, I'd be looking up like, you know, X lax pills at Rite Aid. <laughs> right. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Uh, so, you know, maybe the ch- chia seeds, this fibrous superfood, will uh, aid. Hmm. Two smoothies, so a smoothie for breakfast. I have a sensible lunch, smoothie for dinner, and it's been pretty great for uh, dishes. In terms of there are none, you know what I mean. <laughs> no prep for dishes. It's pretty great. Are you allowed to have yogurt in this? Uh... There's no yogurt, surprisingly. Oh God! No yeah, 
I used to eat yogurt um, for breakfast every day um, before I was eating like two breakfast sandwiches or two buttercream donuts, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of routine. Yeah. We'll have to check in in six months when we do our next uh, paper cake episode, December yeah. 2018. Wonder yeah. what we could talk about then. The Last maybe Jedi. We, maybe we talk <laughs> about The Last Jedi next episode because we're going to be <laughs> running over this episode. And we haven't even talked about uh, Punisher in Vietnam. Oh my gosh. Should I even ask the question if, if anyone had read any comic books in the last uh, six months? I feel like Dale has. He's going to spring like a load on us. <laughs> uh, Garth Did you read Ennis. that trade? Yeah. Yeah, I read the trade. It was, it was fantastic. The Punisher. Uh, back- the, this is the Punisher in Vietnam where like his platoon tell the story to this re- investigative reporter. Investigative reporters trying to get be uh, like build a character of who Frank Castle was to become the Punisher. And it's just like Frank Castle as a platoon leader in Vietnam. And it's amazing. I mean, it's Parlov's art. Fantastic. That's probably um, the biggest standout comic. I read uh, Man of Steel 1000. Mm -hmm. And that was great. That was great. I mean, it was good. It was, you know, like a vignette series. Yeah. It'd be like if, uh, they made um, Creepshow 2 into a comic book. It would be like different stories. Mm. You know, so I love Creepshow 2. Is Creepshow 2 the one with like the icky part now? The one with the, the lake? That probably yeah. wouldn't even be aired in most <laughs> no cable networks. <laughs> even Remember with that? editing? No. My God. How taboo was that back then though? Good My God. Lord. People were probably oh. high-fiving each other seeing that scene. The lake. Hell yeah. I am um, my wiener. Back then. Back when? I uh, I watched, I didn't watch, I uh, mentioned in our paper keg Slack, our community, that if anyone's listening to and wants to kill time while they're at work and talk with all of our friends, you can do so. Please hit us up. But I mentioned that I uh, had to go to number two, and I left my phone downstairs, so I had mm. to scramble in my office to find something to do while I was in there. And I forgot that I grabbed Barrier Number One from Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin, and uh, it was a digital book that they did on Panel Syndicate in 2015. I'd never like even heard of it. Wow! I feel like I never know anything about what they're doing on Panel Syndicate, but that's their pay as you want, whatever model. Mm-hmm. And it's a widescreen format. It was the first time it's ever been in print, and it's two characters. One is like this woman rancher who finds a severed head in her land. So she thinks there's like drug runners leaving a sign for her. And the other story is this immigrant who's trying to get his way into America and his entire story is in Spanish. So you are just trying to understand the story through Marcos Martin's like storytelling. And it's really well done. And um, these two characters lives are intertwined and they get, towards the end of the issue it's like 50 pages and uh i thought it was phenomenal i was like why haven't i heard about this like what is happening right now why is anyone talking about this so it's like almost four years old and they released everything it's done weekly in may so like all the issues are out already it's over um he says it's never gonna be collected 
It's just that he was like, he wanted to do this like high gloss cover print stock. Uh, so I had to go track down the other issues. So how many do you think there are in print? I think there's five. So, is it in uh, Comixology? Disclaimer? No. Mm-mm. I don't think he puts up his um, panel syndicate stuff in Comixology <laughs> Amazon. So you just have to get the uh, prints or you can uh, I mean, I can do the pay as, pay as you want on the website yeah. and download yeah. it if I'm into that. Reading like PDFs. Ugh. God. Load, Ugh. Just load up. Just somehow get it on your tablet device and you God. can load it up. Come on, Brian. Should we get into The Last Jedi right now? Jonesy's bored out of his Jonesy's mind. Jonesy's no falling Six months. After this. Six months it's I been. I just in. tried to nurse my broken heart after you eviscerated me for knowing AT&T. I just, I'm still hung up on it. I can't move on. Nine minutes into the episode, Jonesy offered to leave <laughs> the recording session. I just forgot how, what just forgot how mad I, don't even know. I could make Dale. I forgot how, how just under his skin I could get. Let's do it. Let's hop in The Last Jedi. I rewatched yesterday. Wow. For the fourth time, I think. Jonesy, can you... Do we even need to do an introduction for Last Jedi? Or we just, I don't even know. Is that what I still do? Uh, all right, let me let me dust off the ring rust. Why don't you just just uh, put in the search string the Last Jedi in Twitter? <laughs> that'll tell you all. That'll tell you about the recap of the movie. Uh, Ray Solo slash nobody uh, finally discovers the location oh of uh, cranky old Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. Uh, there is a forty minute. Uh, expose against capitalism and then somebody hyperspace through a ship the last Jedi my word (laughs) unreal he nailed it eviscerated (laughs) I did I under I underscored aid that finally out Ryan Johnson I always want to call him Rian Johnson Mm -hmm. you know yeah and his his mom his mom probably (laughs) too does does she yeah, and then everybody started pronouncing it Ryan. Ryan, I bet. Oh, I didn't know that. A uh, bit of trivia there for you, A little Slim. bit of trivia. Thank you. That's what we come here for every six months. Dale, what? Let, people were waiting. What did Dale think of The Last Jedi, the most controversial Star Wars film <laughs> ever produced? <laughs> so, uh, The Last Jedi, I just noticed monitoring's not working in my headphones. Abort, abort. Oh, my monitoring. Oh, no. We, I got to get out of here. Deflect, deflect. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it a great movie. I mean, it was. It, I enjoyed every bit of it. You know, it's... Uh, say what you want about the tropiness of the, uh, the film, but I ha- it's a great adventure story. Visually... Stunning. I thought the uh, the salt planet they ended up on at the end <laughs> was uh, amazing, um, visually. And you know, sure, it's some chuckle hut moments. I'm I'm I don't know. I'm spewing out of my mouth here because I haven't done a podcast in so long. But mm. um, I'm glad the porgs weren't like. I don't know what to say. Jar Jar is. Yeah, like uh, I'm glad the porgs were more actual, like animals, and not these Char- little things with personalities, right? And, characters. And, uh, yeah, uh, Chewbacca absolutely hated them. 
She's like not, he just wants to eat, yeah. Yeah, and you know, maybe Ryan Johnson, maybe Kathleen Kennedy, but somebody up there is like, let's ignore Chewbacca until he disappears from these movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably like the biggest thing, the biggest thing for me. The biggest takeaway. The biggest takeaway from and it. And all because of um, a hug but, that Peter Mayhew gave Kathy Kennedy in like 1998. Now it's a long play <laughs> to get Chewbacca out of the Star Wars mythos. I need him right. out of here. I need to green light 10 movies <laughs> right. so that America forgets about him. But the Ray stuff, the Ray, you know, I, I didn't know what was going to happen Jonesy once. Just um, gave a, hold on. Jonesy just gave a thumbs down when, not the Dale. Joe, when Dale mentioned the Ray stuff. Immediate Ray thumbs stuff. down, sick face. Continue, Dale. When Ray got to the island in The Force Awakens, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And honestly, my expectations were whatever I was expecting didn't happen. Like it was, it went on a completely different course. But, and I had to ruminate on what was going down. But it wasn't a bad thing. Um, when Ray went to go see. Ben Solo on the uh, destroyer there, whatever it's called. Uh, I mean, that went places I had, I would have never, ever, ever seen coming ever. Mm. Um, because I thought, you know, he was by him, spoilers, this is all spoilers, him like killing Snoke. I thought that was like in the span of, you know, five, this five or ten minute scene, you think he's making the right decisions, but it turns out he's just causing chaos so he can end up on top. He sees his moment so we can go even darker and deeper into, right. uh, you know, into the dark side. I felt like every assumption that the general Star Wars fan made about where the movie slash mm-hmm. franchise was going, Ryan Johnson was just like, that's boring. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Why would we do that? Which I think is just so monumentally insane. Like, that, they, that Kathleen Kennedy, like, in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things, that Kathleen Kennedy was like, I love this. Like, this is, we need to do this. Like, it's such a gamble. Like, the first movie... It was a huge gamble. Force Awakens, I had people that loved it. I loved it. And I also had other hardcore Star Wars fans who were like, it's just a rehash of New Hope, or it's just a rehash. Like, it's been done. It's the same movie. And then, Last Jedi is like literally the opposite of what these nerds wanted. Like they wanted, I saw a tweet the other day that cracked me up. It was like their Jedi remake is, you know, like um, Luke on an Island investigating secret weapon to destroy Snoke. Snoke revealed to be Palpatine. Ray is Luke's daughter and a movie <laughs> like that. That's what these <laughs> like, that's what everyone expected. That's what everyone wanted. And Ryan Johnson was just not into it. And Kathleen Kennedy like ate it up. I just thought I I like still can't even wrap my head around it. Like I loved it. I loved everything that happened with it. I just, it just blows, blows my mind that they went for it because it, it's like, it, yeah. it's like so controversial still. It, it was, it's bad ass, like way out of left field. Every decision made and every actor acted they were just like, you sure you want me to do this, Ryan? Like, it was wild where where it went. Mm-hmm. I Jones, think. Jones, Jones, what do you, you think? think? Tell us, please. I think uh, maybe the most 
beautifully stunning Star Wars film. Definitely the mm. most visually yes. adventurous Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. Uh, from everything Agreed. from the lightsaber duel in the Red Room to the aforementioned uh, hyperspace missile scene was beautifully done. Uh, oh, yeah. Anything on crate was gorgeous from the, uh, even the CGI on crate I thought was next level. Um, Is that the salt island? Yeah, it's a, the salt, salt planet plan. at the end. I thought even the salt dogs were cool. Um, I, ha- I have problems with the movie just on a plot device level. Uh, I don't, I really, I mean, and this is where I kind of try to fit in the middle of the, of the two types of audiences. This is a safe, this is a safe space, Jonesy, totally safe space. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be, see, the problem with being not conservative and not liberal is that both sides will eat you. So, uh, <laughs> but, so here's, you know who said that? You know, that? you know who's that? That's a quote from? That? Ma Bell. Ma Bell, AT&T. Oh my God. You from the middle. Inventor. <laughs> uh, so... I, I don't necessarily... I think killing Snope was bold. I liked it. I think uh, taking the rebellion back to just a handful of people was was really a master stroke of storytelling. I thought the message of the film... Some people see it as, these films aren't for you anymore. These are our films now. And some people see it as, let's see where else we Idiots. can go with it. Which is fine. I think Luke Skywalker was a plot device, and I think that was disservice to that character. And uh, mm-hmm. ultimately, I think weaponizing hyperspace unravels the entire universe. That's storytelling. Why do you need Jedi Knights if you can hop in an X-Wing, go to light speed, do a kamikaze run, and take out any ship in the galaxy you want? Why do you need a lightsaber? Why do you need a war at all? Do you need just hyperspace everything to death? But maybe I extrapolated mm-hmm. that too much. I don't know. But that's, that's the first thing that popped in my head when I saw her do it. Well, they should have done I mean, that. You could say this. You could say the same thing about the Death Star. <clears throat> exactly like, right. Once you have a Death Star that could destroy a planet, why have a lightsaber? Right. And that was that was unfurled. So, but I, here's the thing. Emotionally, this is how Luke Skywalker. I get. I think to us and to me, big hero of our youth. We all played Luke on Hoth. I think during snow days. You know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. and Luke, I think, just wasn't the same character. And and I find myself agreeing with Mark Hamill in this aspect. He wasn't the same person. Not that he was a change person, because that makes sense for someone to change and evolve. But at his core, he was not the same person. This is the character, right? That said, I will gamble on the whole future of the galaxy if my dad is just 10% good. He went to Endor knowing he could destroy the whole rebellion to prove that his father had a shred of light left. But that's also the same person that will, once he's faced with adversity, just quit being a Jedi altogether. When living his father's legacy and, and re, you know, reinventing the Jedi Knights was his whole life's purpose. I just don't, it doesn't track for me. I, obviously, I'm not the filmmaker. That's their choice. I, I will say some of the moments where you see the cast reacting to the, you know, their last time being on sets in this movie is maybe super emotional. Like when Mark walks onto the bridge of the Millennium Falcon, that's you're not seeing Luke Skywalker do that. You're seeing Mark Hamill do that. You know what I mean? When you see him kiss Carrie on the forehead, when he's about that's their last scene they'll ever have in Star Wars together. You know, when when he kiss that's a real thing that happened between two people. That's not two characters that we saw. I thought those moments were very, very good. 
but I thought Canto Bite was worthless. 40 minutes. The casino world, is that what that one was? <clears throat> right. So 40 minutes to basically just set up Benicio Del Toro to set up, um, what do you call it? Uh, da, 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 da. Nah, code Breaker. Yeah, Code Breaker. I felt, I felt that casino planet was a huge waste of time. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it was. It was not, and to set up the kid at the end of the movie. Right. You know, the, the next I, future Jedi. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw it, I had like two main negatives and the casino planet was one of them and general admiral whatever holdo hold i think his name was holdo right her name i thought she waited too long to do the hyperspace thing like it was just i think time passed differently on my second viewings like they can only switch back to certain characters soon enough where it's not jarring like Mm -hmm. time wasn't really passing that much they just couldn't get back to that character scene in like they had to let other things happen first on screen um the casino stuff like i thought was like what is going on here and on second viewing and to be fair i was i think i was like coerced into agreeing with it because i watched the last jedi the director in the jedi documentary with uh, ryan johnson his amazing documentary is a bonus feature um because that whole plot in my opinion, is showing Poe Dameron that he can't be a hot shot and get his way and everything. Mm-hmm. Like that whole plot device was almost for the purpose of showing that like you can't just be hot shot Luke Skywalker, hot shot Poe Dameron and just win all the time. Like things are gonna go wrong. And I think that's the whole point of the movie from Ryan Johnson's point of view is like not everything is a fairy tale. Like Luke Skywalker can't just be a hero for the rest of his life. Like people change, bad things happen and they get off track and it's up to them to get back on track. Like that whole, that whole thing of like Finn and, and Rose getting near death, that's all Poe Dameron's fault. Like he put them in that position and that was him. That was his like lesson to learn pretty much. And he did at the end when Finn was like, let's go help Luke and he's like, no, he's he's giving us a chance to survive. That's what we need to do. And they they left. At least in my opinion, like I mm-hmm. I view this movie as like kind of like realism instead of science fiction at this point because like there's so many deep lessons. Like I want Ben Solo to be redeemed, but I don't know if that's really going to happen. I don't think that's like the way they're going to play it out because like that's that's expected, and that just doesn't happen all the time. All right. One more negative before we talk about some positives. Yeah. All right. So to be a Jedi, right? So Luke is considered a, a poorly trained Jedi, right? He had maybe a couple months with Obi-Wan's ghost that he trained with Yoda for what could be a matter of weeks, right? Essentially. Mm-hmm. And then who knows yeah. what mm-hmm. happened between Empire and, and Jedi. Ray literally gets two lessons. We never see the third lesson. He's going to give her three lessons about being a Jedi, and she's able to lift half the mountain at the end of the movie, wield a lightsaber like she's been a pro for 30 years. It just, to me, it doesn't make a Jedi a powerful thing if someone can just do it. I don't know. We don't view her as, as someone, like, abnormally special in the grand scheme of the Force, like is Luke the only person that can have like a, a huge impact on the 
No, I Star Wars I think mythos. What I mean, one of the things we learned from Knights of the Old Republic and Jedi Academy is anybody can be strong with the Force. But it's just like she has like like mobile app training. Download the Jedi app on your phone right now, and you could be a Jedi in thirty days. <laughs> oh man, you know what I mean? Like I get it. It just seems like all the powerful Jedi we we ever met, with maybe Luke being a, a slim exception, and of course he had thirty years to study the Force on his own, had to train and 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 sacrifice to become that powerful. And we meet Ray in the first movie. In the first movie, they play it right. She's a powerful Jedi, but she's clumsy with it. She's got loads of raw power, doesn't understand how to manipulate it. But by the end of the second film, with two lessons of, from the Jedi Master, she's like, oh, I can move 400 rocks at the same time. No problem. That doesn't make her a Jedi Master, though. I mean, it's situation like she just had this situation where she moved a bunch of rocks. I don't think she, I don't think her training is done. So who's going to be you know, her she's teacher? Not putting, she's not which... putting on a she's not put on a black cloak and a hoodie and and walking into uh right Jabba's lair and mind tricking everybody. She did that in the first movie. Yeah, she mind tricked James Bond. That's true. She's like I, she's I not, heard of um, mind tricks. Let me see if I can do it. Hmm, I can. <laughs> she's not she's not uh, standing over a sleeping Jedi in training's bed and and ready to murder him. <laughs> Like other master Jedi, no, not but see, that's totally <laughs> she's no master. That's totally not in giving with Luke's character either. That's this is Luke's character. How many how many years has passed from Return of the Jedi? Listen, I didn't I didn't come in here to incite vitriol. I think no, no, Jonesy, it's good. I think it's good. Thirty years. I think it's very good. Thirty years. I think we, we don't know what Luke has been through in thirty years. We don't know what like, Luke, that character is going to be like three decades later. I think I mean he must have had darkness in his heart. Uh, long before training Ben Solo to be a Jedi, like mm. he must have had anger built up way before he starts to see, you know, evil in Ben that he wouldn't be able to change to want to murder his nephew and then have to face Ben's parents and tell the truth. I guess that he murdered the kid, right? Um, because remember he, when he said he looked over Ben, he saw what he would become and saw what evil would happen and like the death he would cause as to paraphrase. Mm. So, so I mean, who, who knows what young Luke would have done in that situation? I don't know. I probably not kill him. Although to be fair, but, he didn't, he just like had that brief respite and then changed his mind. But what stinks is jo- it, J- Jonesy's side. I mean, we see Luke in the original trilogy, and then we see the finished product or the end result of Luke. We don't see, I mean, the amount of Luke that we don't see is a hundred times longer than the amount of Luke we see on screen Mm -hmm. in the original trilogy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's no back matter. There's no backstory as to why things got so bad, I guess. Yeah. It did look too like in the, Jensen, you watched that documentary, right? I loved it. I actually thought it was better in the movie. Not to be uh, incendiary. The most feared striker in podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) I love that documentary. I, this is another thing I was just shocked at, that they allowed such a presence for that documentary filmmaker to be on set. And to show kind of like 
how Luke was like legit pissed that this was. I need to watch this. The <laughs> end of it's so good. It's so good. I um, hope it's at the end. I got the Amazon version with the uh, the end bonus material at the end of the movie, um, and I hope it's on there. It's like. If you buy it and then connect it to Movies Anywhere, I think you get it then. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Um, I mean, you could like literally see, there's multiple interviews in that documentary where Mark Hamill just like says, like, I categorically disagree with what you're doing with Luke in this script. I think it's the wrong direction, but you're the director and I'm going to give it, you know, 100%. But he like wow. he wow. he went in, and I I totally get his perspective. He's been waiting for how many yeah, decades to been, get his man. moment back in the sun. Star Wars is back. He's living it up while filming. You know, Force Awakens. The press. He's you know he's like America's sweetheart, and then he gets the script to Last Jedi, and he's like WTF. He's like I thought I was gonna be the hero of this movie. My comeback. I've been in hiding. I'm going to be the hero. Like I get both sides. Like I totally understand why he, why he hates it. Yeah. Totally understand. But I also feel like, I honestly feel like he did a huge disservice to the movie in the press tour, like speaking out about how he didn't like it. Like I would have slapped him in the mouth if I was Kathleen Kennedy. Like, what are you doing? This is like the biggest release in the history of this franchise. And you're, saying how you fundamentally disagree with the character. I think Kathleen Kennedy did bitch slap him because his tune changed yeah. during the press tour, like pretty sharply. I I, mm-hmm. I don't even know that because there's a line in there where they're talking about choreo- uh, choreographing his staff fight with Ray in the rain. And they, they, in my opinion, and maybe they're already fed up with Mark at this point. He says to the, the producer, the guy with the long black hair, he says, I, I don't have oh, an, yeah. I don't have an ego. I'm a 64 year old man. So if you want to do a stunt <laughs> double, I it's not going to hurt my feelings. Do it, and then I'll help out whoever I can. And they basically talk shit on Mark for about 10 minutes, saying that like he doesn't understand that it's going to be better with him. It's going to look better with him, not a stunt double. Like, well, that's not what the guy said. And so, like, I found myself taking Mark's side more and more because I don't know if he felt like he would be the one wielding a lightsaber and having a long duel and. And, you know, throwing on his robe and writing the wrongs of the galaxy. But I don't think it's so outside the box to think he would be Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan in a way that was positive, that was guiding them to like a good path. Instead, he has to show up Mm -hmm. and be, you know, a miserable P for two and a half hours. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. if that were me, then. and, And I think genuinely he was misled because he does. And I get this all from the documentary. I mean, this is why I feel so, you know, I relate to Mark so much. At the end, he trained for seven, you know, dealt with JJ for seven the entire time. And JJ had different ideas for the second movie that Ryan just didn't use. So Mark's with... Yeah, he didn't use any of them. Mark's with JJ. He has an idea in his head of how it's going to go. And then when he gets the the movie, he's like, so Ryan, are we going to do this? These are my thoughts. You know, I thought we could collaborate. Ryan's like, all of it was crap. I'm not using any of it. This is how I want you to be. And please stop talking about it. Well, wouldn't you be a little pissed off too? If I were Mark, I'd probably be more pissed at Lawrence Kasdan and Kathleen Kennedy. (coughs) Because they ultimately are the ones that greenlit the script. Like, 
I, if I were him, yeah, I'd be like, what, it, are, you, what are you guys misplaced. doing? Why did you say yes to all this? Yeah, it's uh, Ryan is, I mean, they let a loose cannon come in, not loose cannon. Let's say Ryan Johnson's a bad guy. I don't want all you Ryan Johnson lovers to at me. You know, I, I'm just saying like, I get Mark's point of view because Mark has protected the legacy of Star Wars for 50 years. He's been the face of it. Him and George Lucas have been holding up this franchise forever one of the most beloved characters ever. And, you know, of course, Mark's going to feel a certain way when his character is mm-hmm. fundamentally changed. Story, story, you know, benefit or not. I just... Yeah, man, because, like, after... I mean, after uh, Return of the Jedi is over, right? 30 years of him uh, doing, you know, f- press ultimately podcasts, comic cons, you know, sci-fi conventions. Yeah. Voiceovers, but like radio interviews and always getting questions about, you know, a a character he played 20, 25 years ago. You know what I mean? So he's like upholding his end of the bargain per se for 30 years after the movie's done. I mean, mean, Harrison Ford hated talking about Star Wars. Mark Hamill would sit down and talk to anyone about Star Wars for as long as they wanted. You know what I mean? The other, the other part of the documentary that struck me was, um, and Dale, you absolutely should watch it. But like Ryan's, Ryan was like overtly struggling with the fact that like Mark Hamill hated the character. Like he was making. Can you imagine getting to the point where you're directing the Star Wars movie you grew up with, and Mark Hamill literally <laughs> hates the direction you're taking it in? Like that would right. like dis- that would like destroy me. <laughs> There's a, there's a part where they're talking together and they're both on the, yeah, like they're asking them both questions and like you can, uh, I, Mark says something like, uh, what do I care? It's not even my character anymore. Anyway, I'm paraphrasing. Like I, they just run it out to me. You can do whatever you want. That's my job just to put what's ever on the page. And like in the background, I just see Ryan's face staring like, over in the corner and I just hear hello darkness my old friend like, <laughs> poor, like I feel genuine pity for Ryan Johnson to have to be the one that's entrusted to take this bold new direction the money people are saying go for it and then every person that's not backing the movie essentially hates it well I don't know if that's true well the vocal minority is very vocal right. That being said, I didn't what hate was, the movie. That's just I had a, some problems. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what Ryan's ultimate faults were. I mean, was this the direction that he would have taken the movie, or was he just directing the movie he was told to take? No, he to, wrote to direct. it. He did. Um, oh. the, I listened to a podcast. He was on the director's chair, of, like the director's guild has a podcast, and he the story he told was uh, JJ and friends had some ideas on where they want wanted they suggested that the story go the universe and ryan did a script that like did nothing of their potential plans and kathleen kennedy and lawrence kazan like didn't give him any notes they just said yes and that's like the plan for the third movie is going to be the exactly the same thing like ryan is going to, or probably at this point already has when they were writing, when they were filming last Jedi, he was probably telling them like, here's what I would do 
or was planning to do if if I were to direct the next movie. And JJ and his writing partner can just say, okay, cool, we're going to go write. And that's it. They're just handing it off. Like they don't have wow. to do anything about what Ryan wanted, just as he didn't have to do anything that JJ wanted. So they could like metaphorically undo you know, like they could do whatever they want to try to make it better in their in their mind. Not to say it's bad now, mm-hmm. but like they can do whatever they want, just as long as Lawrence Kasdan and Kathleen Kennedy give them the thumbs up. Oh my gosh! I just, how bad would it be if the third one was just all fan service because of a small smattering of people that are just very vocal on the internet? Like I, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to see, you know, the last Jedi undone. I think there are some great bold choices there. Uh, uh, and I trust JJ not to do that. I mean, very intelligent. I love JJ. Yeah. I just hope they don't jump back on, onto like some safe track. That's going to make the movie bad. The only rumor that I heard was, um, that it was going to take place like several years into the future, like kind of like return of the Jedi time jump. Yeah. From empire. Yeah. I just, which I'm excited about. It's unfortunate because Hamill's already come out and said, he's not going to return to the, the franchise. So no Force Ghost Luke, which, you know, I think I was looking forward to seeing prior to even, mm. you know. That's kind of Jedi. insane. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's insane that, that he said insane. no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and he's not going to do it. He's not going to. I mean, maybe they're going to like, uh, they they might take his visage and, and, and Force Ghost him anyway, but he's not like, it doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like he's going to be, uh visiting Ray anytime soon and, and force ghost mode like like Yoda just did with Oh Ray doesn't Mark. need it. Mark. Ray I mean Ray is <laughs> yeah, already, she's already a Jedi. She's already opened up Academy at the end of Last Jedi. According to Gen Z. Yeah. What did you think she of She already has her own force ghost version <laughs> that she visits other <laughs> <Herself>. people. <laughs> what did you think of Ray not being a Skywalker or a Kenobi as I thought that everyone was, was theorizing? I thought that was fine. Um, that's the thing I thought drew the most insane amount of anger from the, the old, the old fans or, or I guess the vocal fans was, I mean, does it really matter who her parents were? I think it was fun for two years to try to guess and coming up mm. with theories. That was fun for me. I think I talked about it on the, the regular show for, you know, a couple of times before we ended. Um, but for her to be mm-hmm. Ray, nobody of, I, I could really care less. I, I think the story I'm being told should be more important than a fan theory about what the story should be. But I don't know. Is that, yeah. is that off-putting for me to say? I, I hope not. I mean, it would have been cool if she were Ray Kenobi, but the fact that she isn't doesn't bother me in the least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Loved yeah. it. Loved it. I honestly, like the stuff with... Ben and her in the throne room. Oh, that was the best. In my in my unreal. opinion, the best dialogue in the movie, where where he's like, yeah, "Burn the past down if we have to." Like, the hell with the Sith and the Jedi. We don't have to be either of those things. That was a great premise. And I, I mean, he's like literally speaking to like the audience too at that point when he's saying that. Oh he's yeah, like, let the past die. You the, know, the, the, <laughs> like, the, the problem on. is, yeah, he really is. I hadn't thought about in that. in a theater somewhere. There's it's full of. 35 to 50 year old men who have like an, an ill-fitting polo shirt, jeans, and a brown Jedi robe and a plastic lightsaber on their belt. And they're told that, hey, maybe we won't, e- we won't even say the word Jedi again. What do you guys think about that? And people are just having collective apoplexy 
because <laughs> what they love and invested their whole lives in is gone. The, uh, did you see the um, story that came out uh, between like James Cameron and George Lucas? They did an interview and Cameron asked Lucas, you know, what was your original plan for the trilogy? Had you gone through with it? Or I mean, for the new trilogy? Because like he had plans to do another one. And he said it was like, he wanted to investigate more the mighty midichlorians and the people in charge of the midichlorians, the Ugh, wills. Gross. He wanted to investigate their universe. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Unreal. Uh, <laughs> what a puke. <laughs> Did you guys see Solo at all? No, but I really want to, no, despite what the internet says. Yeah. I like yeah, it. Yeah, so do I. I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. James, yeah, James it's, enjoyed it. It's a heist thought, movie in Star it was, Wars. It's probably amazing. Yeah, it was I was kind of shocked. I mean, because the press, like the director's leaving halfway through, and then you know, a lot of people were saying like it's gonna be a bad and they're just throwing it out there. I thought it was a lot of fun, surprising amount of fun. I thought the villain was really good. You know um, what I disliked about Solo is all the flack they took for the amount of money they made. It still made more money than yeah. most other movies combined, but it didn't make two billion. So let's just mm-hmm. abandon that altogether. It's only didn't make its I money mean, back. Some people were saying how like the rumor was that they were going to pause the spinoffs, and I think like Ryan Johnson is supposed to be starting his own trilogy separate from Jeez. these characters, and then it's all about Canto directed racing. Iron Man. What do you think about that? <laughs> Three movies is that it... show how socialism is the real government. Starring Canto Bite. <laughs> Ryan Johnson just blocked Gen Z on Twitter <laughs> as we were recording this. Ryan, call me. There you have it. Last Jedi. Mixed emotions on this episode. But overall, great movie. It's just that yeah. I, 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 I think I would have had not as much bad things to say if I had not watched Director of the Jedi. Because that just made mm-hmm. me feel so bad for Mark Hamill. Like, I didn't have the reaction where it's like, oh, just leave Ryan alone. Being too harsh, you old man. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, Mark, you got you got some good points, Mark. I my feelings would be hurt too. And I bet Mark Hamill knows that <laughs> Atlantic Telephone and Telegraph is what AT and T stands for. <laughs> well, I mean, he's sixty four year old man with no ego. <laughs> <laughs> How about the uh, my initial gut reaction to when, uh, uh, like, the last of Luke we would ever see when he arrived on the uh, salt planet mm-hmm. was he wasn't ever really there to begin with. You, oh, wait, I was you, just like, you, oh, you were upset that he wasn't really there. Yeah. I was just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. He can't even show up. I mean, then, but then like the more I thought about it, I was like, that's a pretty BA. Like you have to be pretty BA in your Jedi skills to be able to do that. Uh-huh. So like, maybe that's ultimately, better than him not showing up right. but he didn't bother to show up <laughs> i was just like what come hey, on man i thought it was crazy how um why show the x-wing in the water if yeah that I, was a pointless if, uh, no way he's gonna get a chance that was like to a like red, it was like a red herring i guess really the um also watching it again for like the fourth time like it was kind of semi-obvious but kylo was so angry he like wasn't even focusing how Luke was Luke had his old lightsaber back, even though it was destroyed in the throne room. Like he like wasn't even questioning that. <laughs> yeah. Damn, not leaving uh, Salt Trail. Also, why did the one guy <laughs> specifically that, that one scene was weird? Why did the one guy say lick the floor and then say it was salt? What, what relevance was that? Yeah, it, yeah, just so yeah, we, just so the audience so maybe, would know. 
Like, who maybe cares? they didn't think we were on Hoth again or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not yet. Yeah, might as well just say it's not snow. This isn't Hoth. <laughs> to, to his body. Exactly. This is a different planet. Don't worry. You know, you know what? I, I didn't get enjoy it. Luke and Ben's dialogue uh, in front of the mm-hmm. gates, where, where, uh, and not the ham handed, like, you know, everything you just said was just wrong speech, but he kind of turns back, uh, the speech from Obi-Wan and Darth Vader where he says, you know, if you strike me down now, I'll be with you forever, just like your father. Like, that was like, oh, man, that was pretty substantial in a, in a yeah, sci-fi Western. And then um, mm-hmm. even when he says, and I wasn't a fan of the, the humor in this movie. Some of it I really There's was. a ton of it. But the there was some, I guess, like, I didn't like the throwing over the shoulder lightsaber. Uh, he could have just tossed it at his feet. You know what I mean? It didn't have to be this... <laughs> gigantic motion but i mean i guess they're getting a point across but when he says see you around kid to ben to me that was mark hamill seeing like saying that in like the most mark hamill way possible and i really like that line like before ben comes that over and pokes reminds him. me was that han solo that feel like that was a han solo line in one of the previous movies maybe it, maybe it was that he that he maybe said to luke or something i just mm. thought of that maybe i should have researched that oh yeah that would have been that would be even. That would be cool if mm-hmm. it was. Last Jedi, the Last Jedi. Yeah, we didn't really talk about Finn and Rose. It's because they had. I, yeah, we didn't really get into I, that. I, like Rose, I liked Rose's character. I didn't understand the kiss she gave him at the end. Probably mainly because I really want Finn and Ray to get together. Absolutely. Like if it's not Finn and Ray, it's got to be Finn and Ben. And Rose was like impeding that, and I was like, Rose, slow down. I this is not jiving with my fantasy world here. No, you're definitely unshipping <laughs> right. my favorite ship by, by Kit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, and Finn went from probably my favorite character in Force Awakens to do, absolutely did mm-hmm. nothing this entire movie. When you think about it, mm-hmm. what did he do besides change sets for two hours? Yeah. He's got, hopefully yeah, he's getting like, he's getting a good thing in the third movie. Oh, I, like if he, he and Phasma need to be like, well, Phasma needs it more than Finn because Finn was great in the first movie and had a whole plot. But like, I hope the third one is Finn and Ray's movie. Ultimately, yeah, me again, too. Again, to close it out, Poe Dameron just kill, getting everybody killed. <laughs> the whole movie. Poe Dameron's probably going to be like uh, the new Leia. Leia. I feel like that's his character yeah. arc. Like he's going to be running a big ship or something. Oh, he'll have a, right. Maybe he'll have a beard, aged. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm yeah. on board. Yeah. But now, do you foresee more Jedi in this film, or do you think it's just going to be the like what happens if the one light user, one dark user left scenario? I feel like they'll. I think they'll. They peppered it a little bit at the end of the second movie, so I wonder how much peppering they'll do with the third one because I wonder if the third one will set up Ryan's trilogy, like. At the end of the third one, maybe like 10 years later, Ryan's first movie starts and it's like further into the future. I don't know. I hmm. Part of me would like to see, as much as I just ragged on Ray's training for the last hour of this podcast. Uh, Ray, take a dump on it. The, Ray, yeah, I did take a huge dump on it. Uh, Ray taking on a Padawan and downloading the app on the Padawan's phone and seeing if they can get the third <laughs> Uh <laughs> like, to, to, like it, it would be interesting F to me. You, Ray. Is that Ray's got the text right? She stole the the ancient Jedi text, Master Yoda. Uh, so he, she's got the text. Whiny what would her Luke. interpretation be of the Force? Uh, 
with she's got nobody to teach her and she's got to explain it to a new person i think that could add a level of mythology to the film the new films yoda taught us what the force was an empire Hmm. like we learned about the force because he said it like what would ray because obviously the force is not the same force from the first three movies so how could it be redefined here? That'd be uh, something I would want on my want list. Hmm. How great was that scene um, where he told her to stick out her hand? And, oh, yeah, that was uh, funny. She thought she was touching the force. <laughs> I love I love the little jokes. I actually, amazingly, I watched this movie with Amanda uh, the other day. It was like the first time I think we've ever watched a Star Wars film together. Um, but I remember the beginning, you mentioned the jokes. And I, after the, the Poe Huck scene, I I, me, I mentioned a few times like this is a scene that really pissed off nerds. I, I think I said that like five times. Oh, with the Poe and Huck scene. <laughs> yeah, like some people were hilarious. like super turned off by the jokes. Oh. Like a, a Star Wars movie can't start off with a gag. This is like what's happening here. Yeah, yeah, it was tons, tons of jokes. A lot of gags. tons of jokes and a tons of like new, new accepted language like damn and hell mm. and it's just like man they're just throwing this word around now <laughs> in this I, I like i don't know maybe it's just the parent in me uh-huh. having young kids watch it but they're just like every other word is damn 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 what did you think of the leia scene out in space oh, you mean the mary poppins tribute <laughs> oh oh here, oh, here he comes i'm here back comes. on that one i'm back ruminating baby. dale what did you think well, yeah, you know, again, my expectations blown away. I'm like, oh yeah, that's how they can not show her in the the next, you know, movie. But I was like, that's pretty bad. I mean, yeah, I was, I was like, wow, she can use a force, which, ex- which could explain why Ben is like such a powerful force user. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's got it running all through her. Yeah, to be able to do that, I'd love Amazing. to see. Um them like do this tv movie that they're planning or tv series like i would love to see the the previous 30 years of leia like what kind of jedi did she do with some jedi training like let's Mm -hmm. give me a series of jedi training leia you know give me like five seasons of that animated i don't give a crap it'd be amazing right and and what kind of caused her to never use it yeah oh boy yeah like like what dark what dark moment happened to her that like made her decide to shut herself off from the force maybe or like Mm -hmm. from the training oh baby Mm. god you kidding me kidding me kidding me (laughs) we did it took us six months but i promised it you did promise too the next episode was going to be uh you'd, you'd have finished longmire and I and you did technically for it's, this episode. That's absolutely one hundred percent true. <laughs> I finished Longmire. We did talk about that in the episode that will never be released publicly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's two uh, you have now in the for- forever, never to be heard vault. Yeah. NYC take one, and now the Subaru Chronicles. The the finale before we wrap up. I don't even remember how we do the fireside to be honest, but. How amazing was the finale of, of Longmire? The last four or five episodes were like total perfection in every way, shape, and form. Wrap up mm-hmm. every thread, give us anything, everything mm-hmm. the fans wanted, and it did it well. Yeah. It did it well. Yeah, it did it well. It didn't, uh, I mean, 
they probably, when they decided it was going to be the last season, they probably figured they had some things they needed to wrap up, but they addressed everything. It may have been, uh, you know, a little rushed, but the Longmire ended up being that way way before the last season. You know, it was uh, a little crammed, a little far-fetched at times, but whatever they did, they they went for it. They tied up loose ends, and it was... It was great. It was. It really made you feel good for Walt. I mean, he, uh, like, starting with the second to last episode, I forget what the one of the moments was, but I think when, um, oh, my God, what's her name? Vic? When Vic was in the hospital bed and uh, Walt, like, opened up, or one of them were in the hospital bed and, and they opened up to each other about something, and it was just like, Walt said what was like he was feeling and that didn't happen for the previous six seasons and it was just like wow this is i got tingles in i was like wow this is things are starting to change and you know for the better like this is really great it's obvious to no one except for walt that he's finally over martha's death by the final few episodes or maybe not over it but it's come to, to terms with it uh when he walks into uh uh, Katie Longmire's office as she's packing up. She's lost her job. She has nowhere to go. She's thinking about moving east and he convinces her. He's like, you know, the opportunity you need has been in front of you for years and both of you and I have known it and never spoke about it. And he convinces her to run for sheriff because she has the best relationships with the the res. Was like, I didn't see it coming, but I was amazed by it. Mm-hmm. And then, so at the the end of the show, it's Katie nailing down the signs that we started the show with, which was Walt putting up his re-election signs. Now it's Katie putting up the same signs. And then <clears throat> the coda to the series, which is, you know, Walt is allowing himself to, to feel new things and enjoy life. So it's it's Vic, who he's wanted for six years and refused to give himself, you know, waiting for him on the porch, shot majestically you know oh, his God. his pale beauty waiting for him to return and then he's <laughs> going off with to, to ride horses in the wilderness because that's you know and you just know it's going to be one for henry because he's got two horses in the cart and it's like this is probably the only way you could have ended it that would have satisfied anybody watching the show mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean and who can forget the the most uh, satisfying dramatic suicide uh, ever what by one Peter Weller's character. <laughs> I mean, my God. For, for a man to jump into a 10-foot crevasse and uh, land on his butt and then roll backwards and crack his head. I mean, and, and to say something dramatic in Walt's arms as he went... What a way to go. Peter, that was directed by Peter Weller himself. He's like, this is how I'm going to uh, die. I'm going to hit the bottom of that ravine, but I can't be dead immediately because I need to talk to Walt. Oh, my God. Who who was the... What's the name of the main bad guy, the bodyguard, like hitman, mercenary? Oh, Malachi. Malachi. That or Matthias, I, I, I can't remember. I felt bad Malachi. for... Um, Malachi, I don't know what happened with that actor, but it 
I'm not sure if he became ill during the last season or he aged 20 years, but every scene he was in, it looked like he was being helped to that shot. He was just <laughs> yes, wheeled yes. there and they stood you him know what? up. He looked like he lost 20 pounds. I don't know what was happening. In between episodes. Honest to God, I think... I honestly think like that's why they didn't, they basically didn't show him till the last episode. Yeah. The specter of Malachi existed for like six episodes before they I showed him. I think the specter of Malachi <laughs> like was legend. six years. Like, dude, yeah, I don't think, I think was, Malachi's been yeah. in five episodes total of the entire show. <laughs> with I mean, the main villain. But the, the, but the way band. he was presented on screen, it was almost like instantly, I was like, what's going on here? Is he near yeah. death? What is happening? Was this his last day of filming for any movie ever? I don't know what was going on. <laughs> what a season! I got it. Yeah, yeah. It was it was great though? I mean, yeah, it it was great. I, who was, I who, on, who here was against the Vic uh, Longmire relationship? Was that you, Jonesy? Because you read wife. the books and well, what, what did she think of the final season? She, was, she loved the final season, but didn't think the Walt and Vic should end up together. Now I have, mm. I've read I think half of the book, so I'm okay with the Walt Vic relationship. Mm-hmm. Makes more sense to me because only because I read it, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, so like, was she was your wife convinced, Jonesy, when it happened? She's like, okay, now I'm convinced, I'm okay with it now. Or... She thought they were shoot the age difference. Was yeah, too the a- large. when we first started watching the show, the age difference was what what got her mm-hmm. uh, all hot and bothered. Mm. Like, how can you pick? Picture yourself being like man enough to have that much chest hair, <laughs> and then like I just I just remember Walt being shirtless at times and how he was a vision. Him. I mean, the guy's what late fifties. He he's early fifties, late seventies. I I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> right, it could be either could one. Be Eighty-one. Right, exactly. We just will never know. I mean, I would believe it. I would honestly believe it. And uh, Vic's Vic's. Uh, very controlling father for that one half of an episode <laughs> that he showed up. Oh yeah, what a pointless. Uh, <laughs> something like Vic's mom was so much more an important person in the books. I figured it was any kind of parent would have been introduced. I would have thought uh, Mrs. Moretti. Yeah, that guy was mm-hmm. in like once. He was in. All, he was on screen just as much as Malachi was. <laughs> he was. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he was. The only thing. I really wished happened and it didn't was turn to the other one. Matthias, like he never built a bridge with Walt. They still see like, I remember thinking like things were still a little tense. Like he was able to chuckle, I think with Katie or Vic, uh, he made like a joke, but he never, him and Walt just never quite saw eye to eye, even and, and at the very end. That whole season, I mean, even the season before that, they were building up that like maybe Matthias actually isn't that bad. Maybe he's turning a leaf, mm-hmm. and I bought into yeah, that. They were but, like the yep. last episode or the second to last episode where they like finally arrest him. I was like, what is going on? Like, are you talking about Matthias or, good now. or Night Horse? Night Horse. I'm sorry, yeah. Night Horse. I I actually really liked that Night Horse testified to clear Walt. And you think Walt's going to mm-hmm. be like, let me give this guy a break, too. And he's like, nah, F it, you're going to jail. <laughs> oh, my God, I know, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, that's the most Walt thing I've ever heard of. Because the, the the part was like that they were trying to implicate Night Horse in his, his wife's death, too. But that never really stuck, right? Because it, like, he it was wasn't, kinda like, it, 
I think you learned that it was ultimately Branch's dad that arranged right. Bartha's death and not uh, Night Horse. It was one of not Night Horse's lieutenants that uh, Branch's dad borrowed for this. So mm. I think Night Horse was maybe just like an ignorant party. I mean, definitely marginally responsible because he employed hitmen, but ultimately he didn't give the order to end Martha's life. So I think at that point you're, you know, you're supposed to begin turning the corner of feelings about him. Mm -hmm. I can't Mm -hmm. imagine this is entertaining any of our normal listeners. (laughs) All right. Yeah. If you guys haven't watched Longmire, go, go, uh, go watch it or stream it from the beginning. Delete your account. They said, (laughs) 